All right, good evening, everybody, or good morning. Eh, right now it's 1.24 for me, so it doesn't really matter for you guys. But I'd like to say hello and welcome to Leo Ministries Podcast. So I know if you've kind of looked, we used to be called Sons of Flounder Police Officer Ministries, kind of praying about it, looking at it, that just seemed a little too wordy. And when I explained to people, people kind of looked at me like, wow, that's a mouthful. So looked around, Leo Ministries, that just kind of made sense. We're all law enforcement officers, and uh, yeah, here we go. So welcome to Leo Ministries Weekly, well, semi-weekly roll call when we can get to it. I know the last podcast, which was almost two months ago, I said, yeah, we're going to be trying to do this weekly, and then things just happen, and they just, they get busy. So... What I'd like to say again is welcome to Leo Ministries Roll Call. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to kind of be doing the same thing. We're going to give you, we're going to look at some in-depth themes. We're going to try to provide real-life examples. Um, It's going to be me, Scott, and Adam will join us occasionally when when he can. He's he's really busy, and we both are, and we're gearing up for, uh, (laughs) let's just say we're going to have we're, it's going to be crazy for a while for us um, with these trials that are coming up and everything. It's going to be it's going to be difficult, and that's kind of going to lead us into what we're what we're going to be talking about today. But first thing, um, new name again, Leo Ministries. You can email, email us at leoministriesmn at gmail.com. We have a new email that we're going to be using. Um, just again, it's just going to be easier, I think, for everybody. We have a website coming up, so I got my little checklist. We got the new name. Leo Ministries. I'm going to keep saying it, and soon to be, we're going to be um, we're going to be meeting. So I was talking to one of my um, actually, he's a, I'm in a police officer motorcycle club called the Blue Knights, and I was talking to our chaplain, and maybe even trying to meet there. Before COVID really hit, we had a couple churches that we were going to meet at, and it just it turned out to be difficult with COVID, as you can see, and it's been almost a year since we started this podcast. So um. Hopefully, we're going to be meeting soon. Also, I've been working with our department chaplain, who is a chaplain for a couple other agencies, too. And especially before these trials coming up, getting out to the precincts, other departments, and just um, offering just some tools, some resources, some references for them. So that's something we're going to be doing. Another thing is we're going to be building a website. So I'm going to be doing that. It might not be as pretty as you think, but... um, you know what, hopefully it's going to provide with enough resources, enough outreach and things that we can do and, you know, just really just help get the name of Jesus out to all of us in law enforcement, all of us in the criminal justice field. I got to give a shout out to my corrections workers. I worked corrections for years, probation officer, worked for the DOC, was a jail deputy for a while, and you, you guys have it just as tough as people on the street. So we're here for you. And another thing, too, is we're going to be making um, Psalm 91 cards. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. My wife has offered to help, thank God, because I don't know how to create cards like that. But I want to get them out to people, especially before um, things really start to heat up for us in Minnesota. So we can just reflect, look on Psalm 91. And I was listening to Michael Heiser speak about Psalm 91 and just even just the protection spiritually it's just it's it's beautiful psalm 91 is something that we constantly need to be praying i pray before every shift and we're going to get these cards out to you if you would like these cards please email leo ministries mn at gmail.com and we will um we'll get to you and now i'm going to talk about adam's role 
we're kind of revamping things. We're trying to get things going. Adam's going to be very, um, he's going to be very active with the website. He's going to have his own, I'm hoping monthly devotionals where he can kind of just bring his experience and his thoughts on Jesus and how as police officers we should work and bring that, you know, you know, to you guys. And also to Adam as someone who loves to read, I like to say I love to read, but I have a very difficult time reading. That's just the kind of person I am, kind of like with school. So he's going to be, you know, providing, you know, great literature for you just to dive deep in. Um, great verses. Adam is just phenomenal at that. He can quote the Bible way better than me. I'm one of the people where, you know, people want verses and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I know what to say. I'm just having a hard time. And that's something I got to work on. But yeah, so Adam is going to be very active. And what we're going to be doing is I want to be kind of in charge of like the North Metro meeting areas. And he's going to be in charge of the West Metro meeting areas. And we're going to try to get, you know, meeting once a month and just getting Leo Ministries just really off the ground. And we have some amazing people that are willing to help out. Like again, Pastor Mike, my motorcycle club. I'm going to be reaching out to him soon, our chaplain with our department. And this is going to be something... I thought we'd get off the ground much sooner, but God has just these plans for us that are, he knows way more than we know. So um, current events today, I would just like to, you know, open up a quick prayer for Canine Bravo of Anoka Police Department. Um, yesterday, he was shot, the, the pup was shot in the line of duty when they were chasing after a armed robbery suspect. Quick fact about me, Anoka Police Department was the first place that hired me non-sworn, and that was... I mean, had a huge impact on my life, huge impact on my career. And I know all those officers and the canine handler, he, uh, he's the reason why I got hired there. So I can't imagine just having your, your partner. Cause I'm gonna be honest. I, I love dogs. I have three of them. You'll probably hear them throughout this podcast, but the bond that he created with that dog, I can't even imagine. So just uh, Jesus, I pray that your love and your glory just fall over canine Bravo, Anoka police department. Just that whole community, just let your love and your glory right down upon them. Let this dog just just bring that dog peace, bring that dog comfort. Just heal that dog and just let your love and your glory flow down upon them and everybody involved. You know, and let your love and your glory flow down upon even the family of, you know, the suspect that did that. And just bless everyone involved. This is just a horrible situation. If you please just be with them, be by their sides. That'd be, that'd be amazing. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So now what I want to get into is um, current events. And just, just things going on with that. Um, you know, right now in, where we're at in Minnesota, we're gearing up for these trials with uh, the George Floyd incident. And for me, it's it's going to be up close and personal. So I'm going to try to get another one out next week. It might be a couple weeks. Again, things are gearing up. We're, we're going to see how things go. But that also is going to bring us into what we're going to talk about. So not that long ago, our city had an officer involved shooting. Um, I was working that day. I was working in that area over the radio. We heard the call for help and in the call for help. We, we heard the gunshots. So as a police officer, you hear that and you're going, wow, we got to get there. Now we were close. We got there. We did our thing. I can't talk too much about that. But everybody, every officer, when they hear an officer calling out for help and you hear gunshots actually going over the radio, that is something that just, you have that just, 
nothing's going to stop you from getting there. You're going to get there. You're going you're to help them. So events happened. Can't talk about that. But what happened after is what I want to talk about. So people showed up. And this is my first time dealing with protesters and rioters. But people arrived. Now, all of us as officers, jail deputies, corrections officers, probation officers, troopers, I guess you count, federal, everything, we've all faced some sort of verbal tongue lashing, if you will. And it, it's tough. But also at the same time, you know, when somebody's sitting there screaming at you, you know, at a traffic stop, something like that, you know, you kind of, you, you can shrug it off real quick. But it's different when you're staying there taking this verbal abuse for hours and hours. And these people are saying the most vulgar, disgusting, horrible things, saying things about your family, saying things about you. Um, I mean, just because I love to talk, that's why I do this. But I like to try to create dialogue with some of them. And I remember um, there were some people who, the, the Antifa, as we call them, um, talking to them and was trying to explain why I do this and how, you know, you need to have officers that are Christ-like out there. And then they openly mocked me for being Christian. <laughs> um, I, it's, just, it's tough. And it put me in that mindset. So instantly, the other couple months ago when I'm sitting there on this line and I'm getting just screamed at stuff thrown at me, all, all that nonsense. It brought me back to this, um, to, to Romans three verse 10. Now there's, and what I specifically thought was there's a band, they're a death metal band, a Christian death metal band called with blood comes cleansing. And one of their intros, the, they use this. And I mean, it's, it's pretty metal. But, but it really brought me to, to think about what these people are saying. And, you know, how people will be held accountable for their words. Because God is there with us. He's watching us. He sees us. He, he knows what's happening. He knows what's going on. And he knows the, you know, we, we all act tough. And he knows that we are going through difficulties you know, and even if you're not on these lines, front lines, dealing with all these people screaming all this, even if you're on, you know, like a traffic stop. The other day I did a traffic stop. The woman had a misdemeanor warrant, no big deal. Um, she didn't have a, a license. One of her headlights is out. It just, you know, it was kind of like a whole thing. Very valid reason to stop her, right? And I'm sitting there, stopped her. She had her kids in the car. I had her step out because I didn't want to talk to her in front of her kids about having a warrant. I just felt that was, it was a, she was kind with me, so I was going to be kind with her. She was giving those opportunities for me to to really try to just be kind and gentle throughout the whole situation. And, I mean, she had kids from the age, I think, of 12 to 2 in the car. So, you know, it's we've all been in those difficult situations where you're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? But so I sat there and I talked to her, and I was explaining, you know, you need to figure out this warrant. It's a misdemeanor traffic warrant that she missed a, an appearance for, no big deal. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything with this. You have your family. You have your kids with you. There's no way in the middle of winter I'm going to arrest you, take your car, and figure out what to do with your kids. It's just, it was one of those calls. That you all know it's just a disaster. So while I'm doing this, while I'm explaining this to her and helping her out too, we have coupons for like headlights. So I was giving her a coupon, telling her how to get her vehicle fixed. Um, 
multiple households, and I'm not kidding you, came out and they started filming. You know, and they're screaming, asking her if she's okay. Um, and they're there to hold us as officers accountable when we were probably being the nicest officers we possibly could. And she's sitting there getting really upset, talking about not feeling my kids, all this. And they, again, had not nice things to say towards us officers. And she was very thankful for, you know, the break she was given. You know, and, and she left. And these people, again, they're just throwing their words at us. And, guys, this is something that Paul talked about. This is something that's going to happen to us as not only officers but as Christians. It's going to become more, more directed towards us, not even just as our profession, but as what we believe in as a faith. So what I want to do is I want to talk Romans 3 to 10. And that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to go over this. And I want you guys to really understand. So, Paul, as a person, just want to let you know, used to be Saul. Paul, and we've talked about him before, I, just, I love his story. I love his, everything about him. So, Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, used to persecute early Christians. He, he was just, just so focused on destroying Christianity, destroying what it was. But Saul also was, I mean, he was said to be like the one of the top scholarly Jews in that time, he was so well versed. He was so focused. He, I mean, if you think about it, he was like the pro. You know, it's like you have like the top doctor who is deciding all of these things. He's the expert. That was that was Saul. And then when he's when he's on the road to Damascus and he's trying to hunt people down and continue to disprove Christianity. He has a radical conversion where he's blinded and he, and he sees Jesus and he has a conversion where he went to his Greek name, Paul. And then he ended up dying for his belief in Jesus. So think about that for a second. You have someone who is completely just set on the destruction of a group, ends up converting, joining that group, and dying for that cause. So that's the kind of... That's the kind of person he was. But also you have to understand, too, that because he was such an expert in Judaism, and yet you have to really kind of approach everything. I've been going through this lately with a first century Jewish person's perspective when you look at the New Testament. and Old Testament, I believe it would be a second temple Jewish person's perspective as well. Because I think when we can get to that actual mindset and understand what they're talking about, we, it just... It's just explained better, which is why I've been using an interlinear Bible with the direct translation. I also like to note that I've been using my inter interlinear Bible, Bible in the first few podcasts. I feel the wrong way. I apologize for that. I've done more studying. I feel like I've kind of figured it out. But again, if I'm wrong, leoministriesmn at gmail.com, let me know. So now that we kind of know what Paul is, let's kind of get into the theme of Romans. So the theme of Romans was justification by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ, and that makes up the theme of Paul's letter to Romans. So, I'm pulling out Survey of the New Testament. Great book. Phenomenal book. Easy, easy kind of read it. it just, I think it does a great job just kind of overall explaining everything. So, I'm going to be kind of going through this a lot to give you just like the, 
the overall perspective of of the churches of Rome. So I want to just let you know that towards the end of the first century, and I'm reading this from this book, Clement of Rome suggested that Paul and Peter were martyred in the city. By the time of Tertullian, early third century, the church at large had generally accepted this tradition. The churches of Rome, however, were probably not founded by an apostle, certainly not Paul, and almost certainly not Peter. As noted before, Roman historian Santonius wrote that the Emperor Claudius banished Jews from Rome in 49 or 50 because of rioting at the ingestion of the one called Crisis. So the Jews were rioting in Rome because of Christians. And the Christians kept preaching about it, and the Jews did not like that. So Christianity was already in Rome at that point, and Peter was still in Jerusalem at the Jerusalem Council at about 49. So Romans, Paul makes no reference, and he says no greeting to the Apostle Peter. And perhaps some of the Jews who were in Rome visiting Jerusalem, it just, that that's kind of how it's formed. I didn't say that as elegant as I thought. But now one thing we have to understand is that the Roman church was Jewish and Gentile. So you had these Gentiles that had converted to Christianity, but you also had Jews that converted to Christianity. And both are going to have drastically different kind of foundations if you look at it. So it's it's like, I mean, let's just kind of look at it as a perfect example, like Christians now versus a Jewish person now. You know, as a Christian, you know, we're like, yeah, Jews, they believe in the Old Testament and, that, and that, that's it. And Christians, we believe in the New Testament. I think the Old Testament is severely important because it is all a messianic just prophecy leading to Jesus. So that's a, that's just a rabbit hole. But we have to understand that this church was, it was both. It was Jew and Gentile at the founding. But then Jews were cast out of Rome because they were starting to, to really get upset. They were starting to really get upset with, you know, Jesus coming in and these Christians coming in. So that also kind of transitioned the Church of Rome back into a Gentile. So the purpose of this letter is there were fears of tension between Jewish and Gentile Christians. And Paul was afraid that the tensions would be too great. With the Jews being banished and the Gentiles taking control of the church until after the death of Claudius. So Paul wanted to create faith for Jews and Gentiles alike as the base of Christian unity. Not from their own sake, but for the sake of further evangelism. So Paul wanted them to unify together in this church. So I think it's important, again, just to understand the, the, the parts of Romans and to understand this letter. So what we have right now is we have Romans, is it's a letter that Paul is afraid that you have these two factions within the church kind of kind of clashing. They're, they're at odds with each other. And it, it's difficult because the Gentiles come from their background, Jews come from their background, and they're trying to come together. And Paul's trying to, trying to be like, hey, guys, drop it. Come together. Let's further this evangelism. Let's further the mission of God. Let, let's get the word of Jesus out there. So that's what he's trying to do. So the first main section is going to be the plight. And it's going to be the sinfulness. And the need for justification because of human sinfulness. So the first half is going to be the wickedness of the Gentile world. And the wickedness that, they, that the Gentiles followed. But also the second half of this first half is going to be the self-righteous, 
self-righteousness and the sin of the, the Jews. So both equally had their own their own little discrepancies. And Paul's calling them out going, you have this, you have this. You know, we, Let's not compare each other's backgrounds. Let's just come together. You know, it's like Jesus saying, uh, he was out sin, cast the first stone. Literally, it's looking at like, all right, you have done this, you've done this, who cares? Let's come together, right? So chapter three, it's summarizing the guilt of all humanity. And this is what we're going to be talking about. The guilt of all humanity. And the remedy is that God provided justification, which is Jesus. And the outcome is going to be the sanctification of baptism that illustrates death to sin and coming out righteousness. So the sanctification and this baptism and this death to sin, and we're coming out righteous. And sorry, I paused a little bit. I'm trying to read my notes, and I'm a horrible note writer. You should see me when I try to write reports. It is horribly difficult. I'm talking horribly difficult. So we need to minister to all and to bring them to God, no matter what. We need for this evangelism, and, that, and, and that's what he's trying to do. So we're going to be talking about in this, this fall of, of man. We're going to be talking about the guilt of all humanity. So one thing I want to read, and this is going to be, this is going to talk about this human guilt. This is going to be talking about the first part. Is when you read Romans, Paul states nature itself reveals the power and deity of God so that the pagans have no excuse for their sins. The rest of chapter, chapter 1 describes the retrograde nature of sin. Three times throughout the passage, the statement, God gave them over, tolls like a death knell. In chapter 2, Paul describes the self-righteous Jews who delight in pointing out the sins of the pagans, but who are just as guilty in their own proud way. Furthermore, he argues that genuine Jewishness does not consist of physical ancestry or in the rite of circumcision, but in a proper spiritual relation to God. In fact, Gentiles who, follows, who follow God's written law in their consciousness demonstrate a right relation to him that many Jews lack. So, the word Jew means praise. Therefore, the true Jew is the one whose life is praiseworthy by divine criteria. So in 3.1, Paul anticipates Jewish objection. If the Jews are no better than Gentiles, why did God choose a Jewish nation? Does not the whole Old Testament imply that God has specially favored Jews? Yet you, Paul, who are saying that God treats Jews and Gentiles in the same way. Paul freely admits that Jews do have an advantage to stand closest to divine revelation in the scriptures, but higher privilege does not imply less sinfulness. So, with the string of Old Testament quotations, Paul concludes that the section by charging the entire human race with guilt before God. So basically, Paul, and that again, is from Survey of the New Testament. That was a whole paragraph. I read that better than I thought I would. But what that's saying is he's calling out the Gentiles. He's calling out the Jews. And he's just he's laying it all out on the table, and that's something that we can all appreciate. It's it's not this, you know, it's not this. How do I put it? You know, put it this way: when you're getting disciplined from a supervisor, 
You have the ones that kind of go, oh, well, I don't want to – they they don't get to the point. You have the ones that are straightforward. This is what's going on. This is what you're doing, and they're talking to you in a straightforward manner, and you appreciate that a lot more. That that that's what Paul's doing, kind of. So we're gonna get into this. We're gonna dive in, and we're gonna read this. So I'm gonna pull this up. I'm sorry to have it up. I got my kitchen table. I got books spread out everywhere. I'm trying to. Trying to get down to this. All right, so let's go. Romans 3. Okay, so according as, according as it has been written, there is a, no righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is not one that seeks after God. All have turned away. They became worthless together. Not one is doing kindness, not so much as one. Their throat is an open grave. They use deceit with their tongues. The poison of the asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery are in their way. And they do not know a way of peace. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So, think about this for a second. He's acknowledging that God knows that there is this plight against all man. And this is just this this section spoke out to me when these people are sitting there and they're sitting there and they're just they're screaming at me. And they're going, I mean, they're just screaming. And I'm sitting there and I'm I'm just thinking, and I'm sorry, my husky is barking at my puppy because she is getting a little too crazy. But he's just staring at me right now. Like, why did you get a puppy? He's old. He's nine. She's just hit a year a couple months ago. So she's all up in his face and they're fighting. I'm sorry if this is a rabbit hole, but they're two adorable dogs. And the husky, he likes to talk. If any of you have a husky, you know. But what this is pointing out is that there is none righteous. No, not one. Again, there is none that understands. There is not one that seeks after God. All turned away. They became worthless together. Not one is doing kindness. Not so much as one. Their throat is an open grave. They use deceit with their tongues. The poison of the asps is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery are in their way, and they do not know the way of peace. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And when I'm sitting there having these people hurl vulgar, disgusting, just awful things at you, and they want to shed blood, um, I've had people tell me that they've wished I was dead. It, it makes you feel good. And it's ruin and misery, though, just is completely and entirely in their way. I mean, th- this is something right there, but this is something that all humanity is guilty of, not just these people. This is something that we're just as guilty of, too. So what I'm hoping with this is that we can all... <sighs> I'm sorry about that. My... Again, the dogs, my puppy jumped across my coffee table and knocked everything over. Um, 
Oh, man. You gotta love them, right? But anyways, so what, what we're really looking at is we're all guilty of this, but we need to minister to all. And even if they hurl these insults at you, this is something that they know. This is something that is visible. This is something that is is prominent. That's It's going to happen because this is a plight of all humanity. But what Paul is saying when he brings out this specific example is we need to minister to all. We need to bring them together to God no matter what. So we need to stay on that line. We need to stay out there. We need to stay fighting. We need to stay pushing no matter what to further this evangelism, to further, to further this mission, to push deeper and deeper and deeper into Christ and to bring people to him. This is something that they are seeing. This is something that they know. This is something that it, it, it's right here. And the one, the one really interesting thing, really, really interesting thing, I'm just trying to find my notes real quick, is when you're reading Romans with this interpretation, you have to understand that Paul is also pulling Old Testament things because he was an expert in it. He's pulling Old Testament support and he's using references from the Old Testament and how the ancient Second Temple period Jews acted as well. So we have to look at God see this, God sees this, God knows this. But we need to put that aside and we need to push forward. You know, when I read this, I when I first read this and when I was thinking about it online, I'm like, yeah, they're going to be held accountable. Like, yeah, they're these these people are really mean. They're saying not nice things, you know. And it's this is this is quote Paul Paul. So now after looking at it though, and really diving deeper into it, it's really shown me that we need to stand on that line, stand strong in our faith. It's just a temporary thing, but we need to stay there. We need to end evangelize to, to these people. I remember sitting, um, <laughs> I'm sitting there and they, they broke through our crime scene tape and they all just rushed us. And I remember I walked out, took a line and, you know, people are screaming at us. And one guy came up to me and I go, Hey man, what, you know, what's going on? He's like, what happened? And I'm like, you know what? I can't really talk about it, but, um, you know, just, just watch the news wait for information to come out. And that's what I say. I told him, I said, you guys have the right to be out here. You have the right freedom of speech, right to protest. So that's fine. And I kind of joked with him. I said, but I hung up all that crime scene tape and you tore it down. And that's, you know, hurts my feelings. So thought I did a good job. I'm trying to get a laugh out of him, but he really wasn't feeling it. So then he's sitting there talking and he goes, you know, you should just quit. <laughs> and that's a line I know a bunch of you heard. I know I've heard it so many times. If you want to do something good, just quit. And I looked at him and I said, all right, here's the deal. So I started to talk to him about, you know, things I'm trying to do with this ministry. Started talking to him about Jesus, about God. And I started to try to explain to him. I said, you know, I am out here as an officer for Christ. I am out here to further God's kingdom. And the more police officers you have that are have Jesus in mind, don't you want that? Because I feel, you know, again, we're all human. We all make mistakes, but I feel like we're going to try to, further God's kingdom and be better officers for them and just serve that community in, in a stronger way. No, I'm not saying I want, first of all, I want all officers to come to Jesus. I do. I'm not saying that there are officers that are of different faiths or stuff like that. They don't do that. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that with a mind focused on Jesus, 
were able to be imagers of Christ in that community. So we're able to further community, further Jesus' movement, and to show that Jesus is king. And genuinely, I do think we're able to handle certain situations better. But also, I am human. I make mistakes. But regardless, I explained that to him. And he goes, well, you should quit. And I said, you know, I think I'm out here. I think I'm a good cop. I think I'm out here trying to spread the word of God. And I try to have a Christ-like approach to every call that I have. So why would you want to not have that type of person here? Why would you not want to have that type of person being present? And his response, it was it was really kind of funny because his, his, his whole mindset changed. And he goes, he kind of agreed with me. I could tell he didn't really want to. So I looked at him and I said, hey, man, do you want to come on a ride along? I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, do you want to come on a ride along? I was like, not really. I'm like, all right, no, that's cool. Like, I'm just telling you, you know, like, I'm out here. I'm trying to do right by you. If you really want to see, come with me. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll show you. And I could tell he was kind of uncomfortable, and then he walked away. And it was funny, though. The whole time I'm just I'm sitting there, I'm talking, and I was starting to talk to him about being a Christian, dialoguing with him, other protesters, were coming over and once they heard what I was talking about, they, they immediately kind of walked away. It's just, it's funny, but that brings us back to the root of Romans is that we all fall within this. We all fall within this verse before I made this podcast. I did not think that before I made this podcast, I thought this was aligned directly like yep they're going to be held accountable and here's the thing that we all will be held accountable we'll be held accountable for all of this because we're all guilty of it but the one redeeming factor is that jesus shed his blood so we so we don't have to go through that that horrible judgment because once we give our lives to him that's what we have and that's what in Romans, Paul's trying to get the point across is you have this, you have this, come together. And if you look at it, we have all these protesters, we have law enforcement, we have people that don't like us, and then we're you know standing on the symbol line. But we all have to come together. We we do. And, and that's the whole point. And honestly, I did not think that after reading this. I'm still kind of amazed by it too. And I literally, just as I was doing this podcast, I mean, that's what I came to. Because I, kind of, I was trying to figure out, I was trying to like apply it directly. But it is nice having just that clarification that people will, will see this. You know, that that you can see what they're doing. You can see that that's what they're guilty of, but we are guilty of that. Maybe not as the protesters, but in other ways too. So we need to have a Christ-like approach when we're dealing with them. Now, you know, people, and, I, and I've seen this too, people go... Well, you know, they, they hear you're a Christian and they, they, they think you're soft. You know, they think you're kind of a soft person. I mean, I personally think that being a Christian, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be tougher than, than that. I don't, I don't know where they, they get the perspective, but, and that's one thing. We're in a big alpha macho profession. And that's something that I think people are afraid of doing. And, you know, I, I can tell you guys working in a big city, I've had the chance to be a part of some horrible things. 
and events that could have gone really bad, but because God was with me and guiding me, they went better. And there was a more positive outcome. And I've seen that I've been able to step into more serious situations with, I I feel a greater confidence because I know that God is guiding me. And I don't I don't know what's weak about that, but you know what? It's okay. We're gonna we're we're gonna work on you guys that think that think it's weak to be a Christian. You know, we'll we'll work on you. But overall, this whole message is that you know God's seen everything. He's seen these words that are being hurled at you. Just their their throats are open graves and their tongues practice deceit because they're spreading this narrative that you. And as an officer, you're out there to just murder, death, destruction, everything. And you know that's not it. Ruin and misery mark their way is because you've, I mean, I've seen it, just the, the absolute destruction of what's happened. The ways of peace they do not know of, yeah, of course. But we're also guilty of those too. And we need to come together with them. And I encourage all of you, if you do have opportunities, I mean, I'm not saying sacrifice your safety, and the safety of others, you know, don't walk off a skirmish line and be like, hey guys, you know, like, what's up? Like, let's figure this out. You know, there, there are times for it and God will present those times to you. So I just hope that you see that and that you just, you, you see those opportunities when those opportunities are blessed to you that you take advantage of it. <sighs> Romans. Interesting. Yeah, I knew I was going to do a podcast. I know the last podcast we talked about, we were going to try to get into um, racism. And I've been waiting on Adam for that, but Adam is a big shot, and he's he's had to take care of more things. I mean, I think that this is going to be something that he can explain a little better. But I felt, I just seriously, I was standing on this line, having people say just, you know, mean things, and that was the first thing that just came up. So I hope we all just realize that there is this division and I don't know if we can throw ourselves into these categories. You know, you see the protesters, the Gentiles, and you as the Jews, or us as the Gentiles and them as the Jews. You know, e- either way. But we can put ourselves into those areas, and we can see that we have to put them, Paul's saying, put it aside. This is what's going on, but put it aside and come together for Jesus, because that's what we have to do. <sighs> well, I hope you guys found that informational. Um informative, informational, I don't know where that came from, but informative. Um, I'm watching my puppy with a McDonald's cup on the ground, and she's trying to drink out of it. But that's okay. So, guys, again, we've changed the name from Sons of Thunder Police Officer Ministries to Leo Ministries. You can find us at leoministriesmn at gmail.com. That's going to be our email. Ask us for some info. I know we do have listeners. I... Because our the software that we use to track this, um, I've, I've seen people. It says people in England, people in Louisiana, Wisconsin. Like that is just so cool. So please contact us. Please reach out, and we we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to try to grow this ministry further and further and further. Um, I'll give you guys an update on the website, on meeting places soon, on what's going on with Adam, what's going on with my family. One quick thing I want to plug in, my wife and I are going through the Bible completely. Um, we're reading these, it's called the Bible study. 
and they, they break down and my wife found it. I got it for, for Christmas and she really wants to do it right now. We're in the book of Genesis. It's really cool. So I'm thinking we might go through the Bible with you guys and we might go through Genesis all the way to Revelation and we might, we really might figure this out. So I really hope, I you know that, that sounds like a good plan, but if you're looking for a good Bible study, it's a Bible study by, um, Zach Wendell. He's actually from Minnesota, which is kind of cool. Um, and it seems really good. It seems really informative. And it's it's great for my wife to sit and bond over the Bible. And they have these workbooks that you work through and you just, you, you talk about it. And it's it's really cool just to just to make something that's important in both of our lives, but then work on it together. So yeah, just quick quick plug out to them. Also, too, um, I'm gonna be reaching out to some other, you know, police officer podcasts, trying to get that going. And it's really trying to figure things out. So again, guys, thank you for listening to Leo Ministries. This is our roll call. Hopefully it will be a weekly roll call, but it might be bi-weekly. I'm just going to close this in a prayer. So Jesus, if you could please let your love and your glory just flow down upon everybody. Please be with everyone. Bless everybody. Cleanse everybody. As officers, if you could please be with us, guide us. Be our eyes, be our ears, be our thoughts, be our voice, and be our tongues. You know, be our armor, be our shield, be our belt, be our boots your sword and just help us guide us and glorify you and please help us as officers when we go out onto this battlefield that is every shift shake the gates of hell and let our names be feared at the gates of hell because we're about to bring your kingdom to those dark situations in jesus name we pray glory to you in the high square forever we love you amen all right guys thank you for listening to leo ministries roll call we will talk to you soon mm-hmm.